What in the heck are NFTs and the very first country music artist to get in on this latest fan-oriented trend? Today on the Music Universe podcast. Are you familiar with NFTs yet, Matt? Actually, after today, yes. We had Goody Mob, the folks from Goody Mob, and their NFT company on late last year. Now today with Parker McCollum and uh, the team that around his NFT, we had Cameron Shell, co-head of Music FX, and Billy Joe Asen, also the co-head of Music FX and the co-CEO of Crown and Ace, uh, on with us to talk about the very first country music NFT, and that's Parker's, mm-hmm. like I said at the top there. Uh, it opened up a world of understanding for me and a world yeah. of possibility. And music effects is doing what I think should be done as NFTs become more mainstream. And that's taking some of the question out of it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll hear them talk about in the interview, having to buy Bitcoin and what the heck's a blockchain and how can they make that interface user-friendly for people who don't want to mess with Bitcoin. And I got to tell you, buddy, I don't know if it is for you, but I get asked about every single day, at least three times a week, you have Bitcoin yet? You have Bitcoin yet? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I play the stock market before I get Bitcoin, well, but you I've have dabbled, Bitcoin. I've dabbled in a little bit of uh, the urethra or whatever it's called, <laughs> urethium. That's what it's called. Uh, I dabbled in that. Folks, I, <laughs> folks, <laughs> folks, let's, uh, we're not going to edit this out, <laughs> but it's very clear that Buddy must need to use the restroom. No. Because he said urethra. <laughs> but, but, but I have a little bit of that, but I have not gotten into the <laughs> NFTs yet. And there's so many out there and even more right. coming in the interview. You'll hear us talk um, about 10,000 fan club editions for mm-hmm. Parker. Uh, and I had asked a question about being a thousand. Well, there was a thousand special signature gold editions to clarify mm-hmm. that. So those sold out within three days. Yeah. And uh, the 10,000 are still available or some of the 10,000, I should say, are still available and very neat, very cool, very in-depth conversation. And, uh, you know, Parker tells us what he feels as the first country artist to dabble in it. And then, uh, you know, the other two also tell us uh, about how they created it and what that means for the future of live entertainment, because I don't care. You know, we, we are used to streaming shows now, but being there, you, we know what it's like. We're, we've got a bunch on our plate that we've just wrapped and we've got even more coming this year. Live entertainment is what it's about. And to mix a combination of the two, you can't get any better than that, honestly. No siree. And before we toss to this interview, I don't want to say this to the end. The date we are recording this, now you're going to see this about two weeks later, but the date you, we are recording this, and I'm going to put a tweet up as soon as we're done here, but the date we are recording this is January 24th. And nine years ago, you old man, you started this website and look how far you've come. Look how much it's grown. Wow. Congratulations on nine years. Oh, thank you. With you for the last Almost six. six. So congrats Almost. on sticking with my craziness and you've made me even crazier with (laughs) all the running we do now here's cameron here's billy joe and here's parker mccullough thank you very much we are here with uh uh, awesome team here we've got cameron shell co-head of music fx and we've got billy joe asen 
co-head of Music FX as well, as well as co-CEO of Crown and Ace. Both companies are involved in this wonderful NFT project with Parker McCollum, the wonderful, awesome, brand new superstar of country music. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is going to be a fun conversation to kick this off. Something that was just happening right where we chopped off the edit at the beginning. You all are just meeting for the first time, even though this project has been a smashing success. What's it like to sort of uh, meet Parker face-to-face for the first time and Parker to meet the team that, that are doing this unique project? Well, certainly, certainly for me, it's a thrill. And uh, but I think it's uh, you know it's a sign of the digital age and uh, and the type of collaboration that can that can happen when you get the right people that come together. So you know I'm not I'm not sure every project can work this well when people actually haven't met face to face. But you know, given the pandemic we're in and the digital age that we're in, which is you know completely uh, NFTs and how you can connect with people and not have to necessarily be face to face, but. If it wasn't for Parker and the, and the amazing organization he had, it, it wouldn't have worked as well as it's been working. Parker? Man, it's, uh, in a, to your point, Cameron, it is a, it is a bit odd, uh, but probably something that will become a lot more of the norm or maybe already has as far as, you know, working and collaborating with people that you haven't met in person um, certainly provides it's a, a different set of difficulty to doing anything. But uh, man, I, I, I don't know about on y'all's end, on my end, it has been smooth as butter um, rolling this thing out. And, and uh, I know we were kind of pressed for time as far as prepping everything and getting content and kind of figuring out how we wanted to roll this thing out. But uh, it seems like it's been, you know, at least on my end, I hope on y'all's end as well. Uh, you know, it's been just as smooth as it seems for us. But, you know, I, I think it was like two months ago, maybe, maybe a little longer than that, two and a half months ago, a buddy of mine, Jeff Bean, I grew up with called me on the phone. I was in line at Chick-fil-A drive-thru and he was like, Hey, you need to do NFTs. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I never, I've never even heard of an NFT. And, uh, so he sends me this long packet. It's like 15 pages long document, uh, via text message. I go through the whole thing. I read, I read it word for word, started to read it a second time. And I'm like, I'm wasting my time. This is not processing. I have no idea what an NFT is. I call him back. I'm like, dude, you're out of your, I was like, I don't even know what you're doing. You're weird. And uh, <laughs> so and then like two weeks later, um, my buddy Chase is in my manager's office when I get there. And he's like, hey, man, we want to talk to you about possible uh, starting an NFT for um, kind of a fan club kind of thing. And fan club was the word that um, really triggered something in my mind to kind of pay attention and give this thing a, a chance. Um, so I went home and I really did some research. I read that packet again, still didn't understand it started Googling all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not dumb. I was like, I know I can figure out what an NFT is. Um, <laughs> and, so, and, 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 and I will say, you know, I, most of the time I'm pretty open-minded and, and uh, you know, always try to give everything a fair chance. I kind of shut down the idea of an NFT after reading that packet. I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever read in my life. Once I really dug in and did some research and, and saw how, you know, rolling this out as a fan club would work, um, it was an opportunity for my fans to kind of have this exclusive access, you know, my real day one, number one fans um, who have been with me for so long, they deserve something like this. That was really the, the, the kind of piece of, of this whole equation that captured my attention and made me go, okay, this is worth, you know, putting some attention towards. So um, it's been pretty smooth at this point. I think it sold out pretty quick and um, 
I don't know a whole lot, but in the music business, sold out is the best you can do. You can't do any better. <laughs> yeah, I, I so, love it. Billy, I want to ask, a, Billy Joe, I want to ask a question about NFTs specifically. There's been sort of a meme, especially on TikTok, Instagram circulating that, oh, they're once in a, life, they're, they're once in a lifetime pieces of art. They're, you own one and there's one and then, you know, they, they hold their phone up and they, they take the screenshot and go here. What prevents a screenshot from being as valuable as the NFT? What goes on in that process in the back end that it's more than just the, the pixels on, on your phone? So a couple of different things here. People are approaching NFTs in, in multiple different ways. And to be honest with you, I felt the same confusion that Parker felt when Cam called <laughs> me and said, we need to open an NFT company. I'm like, dude, I'm in the music business. I don't understand this. I read it like 10 times. My husband pulled up these YouTube videos and I was like, huh. So now I have to go through and I have to create a wallet and I have to buy, you know, crypto. And I, I, I didn't get it. Same sort of thing. And that was, that was what, you know, kind of prompted how we are rolling out and how we are working music FX. And the great thing is because I didn't know anything about NFTs and Cam is really the genius in the NFT space. I just know the music space. It allowed us to have really hard conversations, you know, mm -hmm. of that direct thing, like how Parker said, just totally shut down. I don't understand it. I read the packet. It's too much to saying, how do we take this instead of being a piece of art on a phone that you can show someone and say, oh, yeah, I, I own this album art. Because to me, I felt that that doesn't do any justice for the for the fan, for the artist. I didn't feel that specifically in country music, people would understand it. So we got to really dive in and ask all these hard questions to create a platform that was a lot more approachable and an experience that was more than just a piece of art on the phone. So one of the, well, there are really three barriers that we looked at. One was, what the hell is an NFT? Nobody knew, nobody <laughs> could understand it. You know, how, what is this? Why is it so special to me? So how do we educate people on what an NFT is and why it's so important and understanding that one of one or in Parker's case, one of 10,000 only will ever be sold. Uh, number two was, crypto. What do I do? I don't understand crypto. I don't know how to purchase it. So how do we take that barrier of entry away? And how do we make it really approachable for your average fan? And, and Cam and his team came up with the, the option with Music FX, where you simply just go on and put on your credit card. You don't have to buy crypto. You don't have to do any of it. And our system automatically creates you a wallet. And then number three, how do we avoid the question like you just asked, Matt, of well, what is this? I have it on my phone. I can screenshot it and send it to anyone. And so that's when we coined the term social currency. What we wanted to do was create a better experience for the fans. As Parker knows, when you're starting as an artist, you're playing every fair, rodeo, broken down club. You work really, really, really hard for those fans. And those fans are your number one critic. So you owe it to them to give them something that's special. And so for in Parker's um, example right now, Parker's blowing up. He's went from yep. here to here to here. And in Texas has such a massive following and that following starting to trickle all throughout North America and so on and so forth. So it was important to us to do a limited run of something, which is 10,000 in the fan club. Now let's think 10 years down the road, Parker McCollum is next Garth Brooks. Well, now I own an NFT and I have this access to Parker that nobody else can get. 
only I have it because he will never sell any more of them. And so within that NFT, you know, it's exclusive content, it's exclusive drops, it's exclusive assets. But the other piece that we wanted to do was create the social currency. So there were 22 golden tickets in it. So now we're creating experiences that money can't buy. You can't go on to Ticketmaster and say, I want to go to the ACMs with Parker McCollum. That doesn't work. But those golden tickets are within the NFTs. So it gives that fan an opportunity to now have a once in a lifetime experience and access to Parker. So that's what we're trying to change with Music FX. Is this isn't just a digital piece of art. This isn't just one ticket to one thing. This is an entire exclusive experience that no one can get again. Yeah, and uh, Parker, I believe you're the first country artist to offer NFTs. How does that make you feel? And being that it's a 12-month membership, um, how are fans going to be able to extend that should uh, you guys allow that? Um, you know, I don't even know if we had talks about extending it. We're just kind of hoping that, that the first round goes well, uh, which uh, I think I think it's going super well and kind of exceeding expectations right now. But um man it's uh you know as far as um this like exclusive you can't get it anywhere else kind of like billy joe was saying right there's only there's only x number you can only get it by chance but but the the biggest thing for me is that the entry fee was a hundred dollars i think right is that correct a hundred bucks in 2022 a hundred dollars is is not near as much money as it was you know when i was a kid or 10 even 10 years ago i feel like a hundred dollars is like you know, a $10 bill now for, for a lot of things you buy, everything seems so expensive. Um, mm -hmm. And so to be able to access this for, um, and, and that was a big thing for me on this. I was like, you know, my, my fans are already paying money to come see me play, They're paying money to listen to my music online. They're buying merch at the show. Um, you know, we don't, I don't sell meet and greets. I've never sold meet and greets. I always do those for free. I just, they're, they're already spending so much money, yes. you know, to come support my career and, and cause they love what we do. Um, that, that that was like a huge emphasis that I put uh, in the very early stages of getting this thing going. I was like, I don't want these people to have to fork out a thousand bucks or 500 bucks, you know, to be a part of this. It was like a hundred dollars seems extremely fair. Um, but, and so it, I hope that that's a good number. And so anything beyond the 12 month membership, um, I, I don't think we would ever raise the price or anything, but uh, it's, it, I feel like that's a good start um, and, and kind of a, a, a good middle ground for you know the average fan the average consumer to be able to get in and, mm -hmm. and be part of it and so my my uh my only hope is that i mean it started so well i know being the first country artist to do it um looks really well in a headliner on paper um but you have to you have to do it really well for it to for it to actually be you know impressive and and probably encourage other people to kind of get on the train is it has to be successful. It has to be executed correctly, um, which I think, you know, up until right now it's, um, or so far it's been, you know, pretty flawless. So um, I don't know. It's uh, I'll be extremely interested to see what this looks like in 12 months, 24 months down the road. Right now, uh, Cameron, where are NFTs going? I mean, we, you never heard of NFTs forever. And then all of a sudden the, the biggest, hottest thing, in entertainment right now for like like billy joe was saying owning that piece of that artist with uh, that exclusivity to it where do you see nfts being 5 10 15 years down the line 
Well, I'm not even so sure that the name NFT is going to, uh, you know, survive, right? Because it's an acronym for a technical term. But the reality is what an NFT is, is it's unique digital content. And so for the first time in history, we have content that's digital, that's unique. You know, one of the great things about the internet was that it was able to, you know, completely explode access to digital content like music. One of the terrible things about the internet is it basically you know, completely disintermediated the price structure and, mm -hmm. and really took away the artist, the creator's capability uh, to, to, to earn money for that IP. So we're seeing them having to do so many other things other than just create in order to be able to sustain the love of, of what they do. But now that we have digital content that can't be copied, that can be traced, that can have what they call providence, you know who owned it before, these now are things where you can collect uh, or you can own things uh, which will give you the ability to have a unique experience. It will, it will allow you to have unique music content that isn't maybe necessarily on an album, but it can't be ripped off. You know, somebody can take a picture at a concert and it's a great picture, but there might have been one of those incredible moments at Parker's concert that everybody remembers. Right. Mm -hmm. And his team puts that together in an audio and a video file and makes it available you know, to people so that they actually share and own that moment. And there's only three or four thousand copies of that available. That's the stuff for the first time that's unique and ownable. Now, NFTs themselves, my prediction, they are going to be your concert tickets. They are going to be your music albums. They're going to be your wallet. They're going because they are that piece of crypto. And I know that's a word a lot of people don't understand, but they're that piece of of content or that that code on the blockchain that allows things not to be copied and for you to own it and um and, th and in many respects that's owning a piece of parker and and every artist that comes behind him that that goes down this path so i nfts are the future of content distribution and a huge huge part of the music industry in my opinion yeah. and if i can jump in and, and just piggyback on on what cam said i feel what nft nfts are going to do to the music what what streaming kind of did to radio, right? Like, mm -hmm. but think about way back in the day, you would go, I would go and buy an, uh, an album from Walmart for $20 and I would own that album. And then my girlfriend really wanted it and I'd sell it to her for $10. Well, Parker only sees a piece of what the label gets from that $20 sale of that album. He'll never see what that was sold for $10 and $5 and $2. That's the difference with the NFT. Every single time this is sold, it's what we call mailbox money at the end of the day. You're still always yep. making money for that IP, for you know the hard work in the, in the room, writing the song and the recording and everything else. The other thing, how Cam just brought up NFTs being tickets, we run into so many issues now in the music business on different revenue streams and how to not be ripped off on it. And one big, big, big piece of this is the ticketing industry. So if we go on sale with a festival or with a, a concert, you have P1 being your, you know, row one to 10, P2 being 11 through 20, so on and so forth. We tier the pricing specifically. And that pricing goes out and P1 may be a $500 ticket and P2 may be a $300 ticket and so on and so forth. Well, what's happening is bots go in and they buy up all these P1 and these P2 tickets and they can buy a max of 10 or 20, depending on how they're pinging their IPs. And then they go and they sell them on StubHub. So we saw this with a Billie Eilish concert where her P1 ticket, I think, was $250. By the time her show played, which we had to move it from a 500 cap to a 10,000 cap. But by the time her show played, those P1 tickets were selling for almost $3,000. 
she wasn't seeing a dime of it. The promoter wasn't seeing a dime of it. The manager wasn't seeing a dime of it. NFTs can change and solve that entire solution if done correctly. They can be the solution to that problem. Um, it saves the fan too. I mean, no fan wants to go in and have to spend $3,000 to see Parker. Mm -hmm. Like Parker said, he knows that they work really hard for their money. So if he chose a, a P1 ticket for $500, it was $500 for a reason. So NFTs are going to revolutionize a lot of different aspects of the industry. It's really all about pioneering that change and educating the fan in what we're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point because uh, we're seeing that right now with the Adele Vegas residency tickets that were somewhere up of like 35,000 a piece, which is just out of reach. And I know Ticketmaster is also offering NFTs for a lot of their shows uh, starting this year, I believe. Um, so I think that helps too with, with keeping all that in. But then you got people like Matt and I that will go up to the box office and we'll pay $20 to get our tickets physically printed right there. Mm -hmm. So I think FT, F, NFTs from what I'm gathering too, do have some physical aspects in some, uh, in some offerings. Um, with the Parker fan club, it, it's a yes. mix, right? Because we have the 22 golden tickets. So sure. one of the golden right. tickets is that you could be off to the ACM's Academy of Country Music Awards with Parker. That's a once in a lifetime experience that money can't buy. You can't go on and you can't buy it. So we've we've brought together the digital aspect with that actual fan experience, which I think is so important in music. You have to have the physical touch with the fans. It's the same as streaming a concert versus going to a live concert i will mm -hmm. always say that nothing will ever replace a live show nothing right. will ever replace that experience so you want to be able to to do both go ahead Cameron. no no i i couldn't i couldn't agree more i mean i'm a you know i'm, I'm a bit of a nerd and uh, and i and i love digital i love everything it can do for the world but uh you know, that energy, it doesn't, it doesn't come through in bits and bites. You got to feel that when you're there. So I couldn't agree more. And, and, yeah. so, and I think NFTs can be a big, big part of allowing more people to feel that energy. So it's a digital solution that solves a physical problem. Yeah. And Matt and I have a bunch of shows that we've got coming up. So most of them out of town. And so far they've not been offered any NFTs and they are mostly country shows. So do you think, um, as Parker, as you were saying, and, and I know you're with Universal Music, and it's the biggest, you know, music conglomerate in the world. Do you think that uh, it will be maybe by the end of the year, and this is to all three of you, that this could catch on in the country music industry, and they'll start offering more NFTs in various fan clubs and different uh, iterations of it? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's kind of why I was earlier when you asked about being the first country artist to do it. I'm like, you know, depending on how this goes for us could be um, you know, kind of the decision maker for a lot of people on whether they want to even dip their toes in something like this. Um, and so I think it, us executing and having success with it, right. It's uh, the world's a copycat world. If anything succeeds, right. A bunch of other people are going to do it. If it fails miserably, then it's probably going to turn some people off, but some people will probably still attempt it. Um, mm -hmm. so it, it, it's kind of hard. I, I'll be interested to see you know, how popular it becomes just, and it's just in a specific genre of country music. Um, but right. you know, and going back to what y'all said about, um, uh, you know, the NFTs and digital shows and stuff like that. Uh, some people have been asking me a lot lately. They're like, would you offer your show? Basically, like I got an Oculus for Christmas, which I play the golf game on there like every day. It's so dope. <laughs> and people were mentioning, 
you'd be able to watch concerts there. You would buy a ticket and you'd put on your VR headset and you would, and I'm like, I don't know. That's something I don't think I would ever participate in. I think I, you know, I, I love being on stage and performing and, and putting butts in seats um, and, uh, and, and packing out rooms and arenas and, and uh, you just can't do that virtually. So this NFT kind of, you know, allows people to have that digital part of it and then they can they can use it to right to help them increase or elevate that experience uh, at the actual physical live show since we launched parker we've had a lot of phone calls i mean a lot of blood phone calls which is great but our number one thing is we have to create a product that is right for that artist and their fans you, you can't always just cookie cutter everything and the unique thing about music fx in the NFT space is we're a music company who happen to have a tech partner that can go in and help guide those artists and guide those brands because we understand the inner workings of an artist's career versus being a tech company trying to get into music. There's a language barrier and it's it's to nobody's fault, but there is a language barrier and there's there's a way that we've we've operated in music traditionally through you know PR and relationships and there, there's a system that works. And so what we're doing at Music FX is trying to take this technology now into the system that we already know and not replace it, but enhance it, enhance that experience for the fan. So far, um, for the success of it, I mean, uh, it sold out within three days, right? And I, I see it says a thousand lucky fans, but Billy Joe, you mentioned earlier 10,000. Is, is that correct? So we separated it. We did a thousand of the signature series and then released the the next phase of it. So we were doing the release in phase in phases. And all 10,000 of it sold out within three days, correct? Just the first thousand. Just the first thousand. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just uh, for clarification in that. Um, all right, guys. Uh, anything, Matt, you have anything? You guys have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just want to say good luck to everybody on this. I, it's... Uh, is the new wave. Cameron, I'll ask this one question. This is just my pure curiosity. You said you don't think the name NFTs will last. What in your mind should it be, should these products be called as it heads towards mainstream commercialization? Yeah, I, I think the products will end up being called what they are. They'll be, they'll be called a ticket. They just yeah. the backend infrastructure will end up being an NFT because it can't be copied and duplicated and it solves a bunch of these problems. You know, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> a unique song that comes out by Parker that you can't get by any other means other than, you know, through his club and on and as an NFT will just be called, you know, unique drop or a unique song. The, the underlying tech will be an NFT, but it will just become ubiquitous. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, your your online wallets, whether they're you know, you don't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Visa, MasterCard, crypto, whatever it is, you just want it to work. And, and, and so it's just a wallet, you know, it's not necessarily an ABC XYZ dash seven wallet. It's a wallet. Sure. And so I think mm -hmm. that that's, that's where the ubiquity of the, of the whole thing is moving towards. And it will, again, in my opinion, propel, you know, the digital uh, arts or the arts, uh, the creative world, uh, it's a new levels because finally the creative world is going to be able to create unique content that can't be ripped. I love it. Well, right. everybody, this was a pleasure. Of course, we got Billy Joe. We got Billy Joe. We got Cameron. We got Parker. Thank you very, very much. We really appreciate your time. That was an incredibly eye-opening interview. I got to say, we were a little skeptical. Whatever we get, whatever we get, uh, 
pitches that are about products, we always want to make sure the artist is involved because, because otherwise it's just about the product and we become salesmen. And as interesting as this was, and as much as Cameron and Billy Joe had to say, it was great that Parker was there, but we were like, okay, they're coming on to talk about this thing. Learned so much. And now I'm kind of really excited about NFTs. Yeah, I I can totally see this expanding. I mean, the pop, the hip hop world has really embraced it. Some rock stars now are starting to do it. And then Parker being the first country artist, it's really groundbreaking. And we didn't necessarily use that term during the interview, but it being as groundbreaking as it is, especially in the country music industry, because Nashville isn't always the first one to embrace technology, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that. Um, you know, now you get your, your tickets digitally, and usually that has something to do with obviously Ticketmaster or third party. But the fact is that Nashville's really starting to sound like they're embracing this NFT, and it will be, we'll, we'll see how the Parker thing goes. But I would say it's pretty successful. You, you heard him mention that, you know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see how successful it is. I mean, to sell out within, you know, a thousand of these things within three days is pretty successful in my eyes. And, uh, you know, then they've got these other things that they're including with it. It's a 12 month membership. You know, they're going to get signed and numbered digital membership, which is something I didn't get to ask about how that works, because when you sign something, I mean, that's usually physical and right. then uh, VIP access to future events. But then they also include the physical aspect of the golden tickets, much like Willy Wonka. Hey, you want a trip to the ACMs, things like that. Very unique, very neat how they're doing this. And I think this does shape the way for new fan club memberships. All right. That's it for the Music Universe podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for hitting that like, subscribe, and share button. Be sure to check us out at themusicuniverse.com and tmupod.com. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 